Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, the local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And this is the third installment of our Christmas special, My Pick, and I Chose the Night Before. Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Jillian, Shannon. Jillian Bell, Lizzie Kaplan. Um, the one girl, Mandy... Uh, oh, Mindy Kaling? Mindy, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's good. I do like her a lot. James Franco pops in this movie. He does. I forgot he was uh, in this when I was watching it. <laughs> he's so fucking gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's bad. I should have said that. But like, no, no, he's no. so funny in that. Yeah. It is just crazy because of how big of a piece of shit he is. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about that later because that's at the end of the movie. So uh, yeah. tell me about this movie. Um, It is actually... It's great because there's not... I was thinking about this on the way over. There's not really a lot of more mature themed Christmas movies. Right. You know, where they put drugs and, and foul language and, and, you know, make jokes and stuff like that. Like most of the time when you watch a Christmas movie, it's either nostalgia or just to get that, the Christmas spirit feeling. Right. Um, but like I was saying on our last episode, I like these kind of movies. These are right. my favorite kind of Christmas movies. Like right. the classics are fine. Like, it's whatever. But this is a shit that I want to watch. Right. I want to watch, like, mature Christmas movies that still have the spirit of Christmas. I don't know why. That's just my cup of tea. you hate the greatest Christmas movie of all time. What? Die Hard, bro. Shut the fuck up. Are we going to do this every episode? <laughs> every fucking episode. God damn it. I, we will argue about it till this podcast doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Die Hard is one of my favorite movies, just period. Yeah. But. The fact it is that a great it is movie. The but greatest it's... Christmas movie. Like it's it went it won the Academy Award. I'm not gonna waste any more time on this. So <laughs> tell me about the night before. Yippee Kai, but no, I'm just kidding. Um anyways. Uh, I mean, there is a diehard quote in here. This is how Hans Gruber died. Oh, this is how my boy Hans Gruber died. Yeah. She falls like an angel off the top of this fucking building. Yeah. Well, I forget her name, but she's hilarious, too. She's pretty funny. Um, she had that show on Comedy Central for a while, her mm-hmm. in the Broad City. It she's, was not good. You, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the show, but I forgot what else she was in. That. It was just annoying. It was just kind of obnoxious. She did something else. Like, it was a show or a movie that she was good in that mm-hmm. I remember. I was like, I like her. But anyways, um, Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie are childhood best friends. Mm-hmm. The movie starts because uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents die, get killed by a drunk driver, and he's alone at Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's when they die. It's like Christmas Eve or Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're best friends, and they all were like, you know, we're your family, man. Like, we're going to, you know. Yeah, we'll always be here for you kind of thing. And every year since then, on the night before Christmas, they all get together, no matter what they're doing, and they're... They have, like, a list of things that they do every Christmas. They go to a Chinese restaurant and get food, and they they play the foot piano, like, big. Like, in big, and, uh, which is a nice little, you know, callback to it, but... Mm -hmm. they go to see the tree at Rockefeller Center, which is like pretty much all shit. Like the ugly sweaters. Yeah. If you're in New York at Christmas time, it's like what you do. And uh, it's just a really cool uh, idea for the movie in general because, you know, some people don't have families. Right. And it's like a way that, you know, I would hate to think anybody's alone on the holidays. I like this one because no matter what they're doing, every Christmas they still get together and it's like they are reminding themselves like. That they're family. Right. You know, and that's the part that I really like about it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, for people that don't have family, mm-hmm. it, it's a good message. You know, I mean, if you do have a family, even if your family you can have friends too, I mean, right. Cause I, most of my friends are close. I'm closer with than my family. Right. So, but, um, but anyway, so Seth Rogen's gotten married and he's about to have a baby, so. which she's hilarious. I love her. Yeah, I can watch her in any. She's actually one of the better parts of the twenty one and twenty two Jump Street movies, or twenty two Jump Street. She's not in the first one. Yeah, I love her in Workaholics. Oh God, she's great on Workaholics. Yeah, I forgot about that. But she's kind of like the bad guy at twenty two Jump yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I like it. I like that fight between her and Jordan. <laughs> it's the most awkward, funny, like, uh, funny. Like, I need to rewatch it because I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember it at all. I just remember being like, "This is the silliest thing I've ever seen." Because like she's like wanting to fuck, and he's like wanting to fight. Her. <laughs> it's, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Did you just kiss me? <laughs> this is 
the most awkward fight I've ever been in. Oh, it's too fucking funny. Probably the only funny part of that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, Anthony Mackie is an NFL running back mm-hmm. who plays. I'm guessing it doesn't really say where he plays, but no, I was, it doesn't. You know, but he's taking steroids. Yeah, that's how he's getting famous because he's 34 and. You know, which is really kind of sad and accurate, too, because 34, 35, you know, that's pretty much the shelf life of an NFL running back. You I'm know? feeling it. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kink in my back that won't go away, so I know how they feel. Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, so, yes, he's on steroids, but he's like having the season of his life. Yeah. And uh, he wants to be cool with the quarterback. And uh, he calls him. He's like, hey, man, you going to come hang out and all that? So that's a storyline later on. But anyway, so they all get together. But they got stuff going on. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's just kind of like still doing nothing. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, that is the one thing I don't like about this movie is I've had friends like this that aren't doing shit with their life. And you're starting to do shit with your life. And your friendship is kind of, you know, evolving. It's one of the best statements is that the one that Seth Rogen makes at the end of the movie is like, it's hard to stay friends with people. It is. You have so much of your own shit going on. Yeah. hundred percent. But those people get mad at you because you have another life going on. Right. And they can't get their own life together. They want to like cling onto you and your life. Right. And I just don't like people like that. Well, that's probably why most of the time they're not in your lives anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like we could still be friends and I still have a friend that I've had since middle school. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and we're still friends because we've both grown in life, but we've allowed each other to grow there. Like, we don't have to talk every day. Right. Like, it's still my, you know, my bro, my bro. Like, he knows he can call me whenever he needs anything. He knows I'm right there. Right. I have a friend, too, that I've been friends with since I was 16 years old. Yeah. And we'll go, like, six months, sometimes a year without talking. And then we'll be like, hey, what's up? And, it's you like know. you never left. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you never left. Yeah, I mean. And those are the kind of friends that I want in my life. I don't want those right. people that can't grow up that's really what it is joseph gordon levitt doesn't want to grow up he even says it because he has a girl that he broke up with because he doesn't want to meet her parents doesn't want to move in with her because he's not ready to grow up right so it's peter Pan in her a little bit yeah um i will say this i do love joseph gordon levitt as an actor mm-hmm. but um brick so good yeah you liked it yeah it was okay um there are like other movies of his that I enjoy more. I, I like, even like Looper. I was going to say, I like Looper. That. I didn't think I liked Looper. But the, the prosthetics make it awkward, it, but... But the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, I think I like this movie. I really like Looper, yeah. It has its flaws, but... Right. Um, It's fun. The Lookout, that's another one I've been meaning for have you watch. Um, He did that one where he rides on a bike, he's a delivery guy. I heard that one's pretty good, but okay. I didn't watch it. I, I wanted to watch the one where he tries to do the trapeze between the World Trade Centers. Mm, right. I forget what it's called, but... I know what you're talking about, oh. I heard it was making people throw up in the theaters because of the vertigo. Yeah, I heard about that too, yeah. Um, So I was just like, well, that's kind of a fun fact, you know? Even though it wasn't a great movie, The Dark Knight Rises, he was I, good I in it. I thought he was great in it. Yeah. Like, if they would have done something with that storyline, you know, of him being Robin or the next Batman, whatever, I would have, I would have, I would have went with it. I, I like how it ended. I didn't want it to like continue, but if it did, I would have gotten on board. Right. If you can't get Christian Bale and they didn't go with Ben Affleck, you know what I'm saying? Like if we would have got some form of a different movie with him, I would have yeah. been all right. Yeah, right. But instead we get Twilight. Twilight. Oh, Pattinson. Like I said, <laughs> man, I, I'm not going to jump the gun on it. I think yeah. he might be all right. I'm just worried. Well, so yeah, he's great too. If it's shitty, they'll just reboot it. Right, that's what they always do. Batman will never die. So yeah, no matter man. how many bad actors you put in Batman, yep. the character will never die, and that's speaks on his character. It's how much of a badass. he's a symbol. Yes, he is. He's, he's not a vengeance. person. <laughs> he's the knight. Um, I think this is one of Seth Rogen's like last movies. This came out in 2015, but I think this is one of his last like movies that I'm like him and i don't know what he's done since then but he did that 50 50 with joe gordon levitt and that's kind of a sad movie yeah it's got some funny parts in it yeah i love funny people i i don't like it people We've hate talked funny about, people but i love funny i'm people. right here with them i don't like it i love the little fucking cameos in that movie yeah i mean it does have its parts where 
it makes me chuckle and giggle, but a, as a whole, I, I don't like that movie. A part with Eminem fucking kills me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. That was pretty great. Who the fuck is that? You talking about Ray Romano? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves Raven. I don't give a fuck what show he's on. <laughs> I'll fuck him up. Hey, Ray, you got a fucking problem, buddy? <laughs> like that Dave Chappelle off his new, uh, new stand up. He's like, it's kind of like if we were at the Black Entertainment Awards and we were like, and now best black rapper ever. Even Even it. know. <laughs> it's true. You good? No, I think you look I, like you're searching for something. Yeah, I am. You see, you guys should have got a new one. I should have. Um, but Seth Rogen, like you said, before we hit record, Seth Rogen, like carries this movie. He's hilarious. He is like, there's so many little, little funnies he has in it that, uh, I didn't notice the first time I watched it. I didn't realize when I put it on, this is only the second time I had seen this movie. I think this is probably the second time I've seen it too. I think I, I watched it last year. Funny story about this. The wife and I were going to Chicago taking trips and sometimes we download movies while we're waiting on the plane and we'll just watch them with headphones on mm-hmm. just to kill time. This is one of those movies that we downloaded. She got about maybe 10 minutes into this movie and she's like i don't want to watch this and turns it off and i was like what are we gonna do i'll just sit here she's like yeah because i'd rather sit here than watch that i was like oh my god so it was kind of an ongoing like i was the thing is is she shut the laptop while i was in the middle of watching it and i was enjoying it and i was like wait what happened (laughs) so i've been like itching to watch the movie i think it was last year last year before last year and uh i finally bought it so i could watch it or she bought it for me actually because i wouldn't stop talking about it here's a stupid fucking movie yeah here's a stupid fucking movie stop talking about it go watch it have fun leave me alone so yeah i think this was probably the second or third i think it's probably the third time i've watched it she's like go on your merry way yeah um so seth rogan's wife in this movie is pregnant and they're going out to do their boy stuff and right before he leaves, his wife is like, here, I got you something. It's an early Christmas present. Every drug in the world is what she says. Yeah. And he's, he's got a good little bits of uh, a lot of the humor in this movie. He may is, is off the drug. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, content. That's but, kind of the whole movie is he's fucked up the whole during this whole movie. He's running from his problems because like most people that are about to have their first child, you're a fucking wreck, but you can't act like that because you have to be strong for your woman. Were you like that? Uh, fuck yeah, I was exactly like that. There's a lot of similarities that I felt watching his character. Really? Yeah, I don't have can- I don't have glasses, and I'm not Jewish, but like, I mean, and not the stuff later on either. <laughs> <What>? But, <laughs> but the, the the feelings of like, man, I do not want to fuck this up. Man, yeah, because you know nobody wants to become a parent, and nobody knows how to do it like that. Like. I would, I didn't, I didn't want to go to my dad and be like, "Hey, how, how do I do this?" Because you didn't do a very good job either. So, yeah, it uh, uh, it was like his dad off of knocked up when he takes him out to eat. He's like, "What do I do?" He's like, "I don't know what to tell you." He's like, "I don't have anything for you." <laughs> he's like, "It's great, man. It's beautiful." Yeah. He's like, "He's like, how do I tell my son that drugs are bad?" And then I found out that you did drugs. He's like, "Come on, man, I didn't do drugs. I smoked pot." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the weekends, nights. Okay, every day, but like, <laughs> he's like, "You're fine." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a scary feeling, you know. You're starting a family of your own, you know, and you want the world for your kids. So right. I get the pressure of that, and so he's doing the drugs to run away from his problems, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good storyline for it because you know he's just making an ass out of himself, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just Gordon Levitt's got his, uh, he's working as a waiter at the beginning of the movie. And he's an elf. And uh, it's a good cameo by old boy. I forget his name. Uh, he's got the show on TBS. It's hilarious. But he's like, let me see your elf face. More whimsical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think about that face all the time. Jason Gordon Levitt does it. That's a perfect. meme, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't mention. So they hang out. And one of their things that they want to do is they're trying to get into the Nutcracker Ball. Right. Which yeah. is this huge party that everyone goes to. That's somebody. But they can't seem to get tickets to get into it. Yeah. So when he's playing the elf, they put him on coat check. Yeah. And some dude's got like a terrible. He's like an asshole. Right. Like, this is a very important coat. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. He throws it on the ground. <laughs> and he notices the ticket, so then he just quits. Yeah. Right there on the spot. Because right. he's not an adult. He doesn't give a shit. Right. They're like, where are you going? He's like, I'm sick. <laughs> Almost knocks over a tree. Yeah. It's good shit. 
And then Anthony Mackie, like, he's uh, been playing football, like I said, and he wants to hang out with the quarterback because the quarterback's, like, the best quarterback. He's, like, the Tom Brady of this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, calls it, they call him the Messiah, yeah, which it, I didn't like. But but I get it. It kind of plays into yeah, the movie later, so it's funny, but I get it. And Anthony Mackie keeps calling it White Jesus when he, when he talks to him and stuff, but he's trying to get, like, He's like, I've been on this guy's team for six years, and he's just now noticed it to me. How the fuck? First of all, a quarterback hands the ball off to a running back at least 15 to 20 times a game. Right. They're pretty close. You don't even know this fucking guy? Yeah. Like, that's shitty enough as a person right there that I wouldn't want to be friends with this dude at all. Right. Teammates are supposed to be your brothers. Like that's what I was thinking. That was kind of a. That's what was kind of weird about it. Like you've been on the team six years, and well, that's what Joseph Gordon Levitt says later on. He goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, we well, don't think we see through that bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. you're just trying to make old boy happy or whatever, because uh, hey, he's just not a good guy, right? So he uh, he gets him on the phone. He's like, hey, we're gonna be at this party. He's like, hey, on your way. Would you mind picking us up some weed? Mm-hmm. So that's when the whole like movie kind of ensues. Yeah, and I love Michael Shannon in this movie. Yes, uh, playing Mr. Green. Mr. Green. You know, he's kind he was of a, such a good guy. I wish there was more of him in this movie, honestly. Yeah, I noticed that too. And then like the how they wrapped him up was kind of funny too. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's the greatest cameo of this movie that I can't wait to have you say live on this podcast mm-hmm. is uh, the narrator. Really? Ah. Uh, the greatest narrator, you know, that you can have in a movie. In it's my the opinion. only thing I don't like about this no, movie. No, no, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> He did fine. He's he Mr. did fine. Mr. Green's dad. Yeah. He's Santa. <laughs> Tracy, the great Tracy Morgan. Yes. I love I'm him. not a huge fan of Tracy Morgan, but he did fine in this. Like, I get it. It's Don't funny. do that. He's awesome in everything. Uh, He's just a hater. I know. I love this uh, show, The Last OG. It's it's funny. And like he's such a good guy. And like, no, I heard he's a great guy and yeah. people love his comedy. I just It just doesn't connect with me. Like, he doesn't make me laugh. Right. But, you know, it's just not my thing. He cracks me up, but it's fine. Anyways, uh, yeah, Mr. Green is their weed dealer from high school. Mm-hmm. So they call him because it's the only person he knows. And he's like, why are we out in front of our high school again? And he's like, because he only meets you in places he met you before. Right. <laughs> he goes, so it's here or at your mom's house. And Anthony Maggie's like, we are not going to my mom's house. He's like, she doesn't even know I'm in town. I'm like, right. It's fucked up. You didn't tell your mom you're in town. So uh, Anthony Mackie goes and gets in the car because it's for him. And he's like, this is the weed at Christmas present. (laughs) And he hits it and he's just like, I don't feel anything. He's like, I must be high. He's like, it's the weed of Christmas present. And he's like, wouldn't that be all weed then? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Only on Christmas. Give me $100 to get the fuck out of my car. (laughs) No, no, no. That was with Seth Rogen. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that too. The Seth Rogen one makes me fucking laugh. Look at my finger. I need you to give me $100 to get the fuck out of my car. Because <laughs> he's having like a fucking emotional breakdown. Because <laughs> it's kind of like doing the night before Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or a Christmas story. Is it? Right. Yeah. The Christmas story. No. It is that, right? The Christmas story? Or no? <laughs> Scrooge and shit. That's what I'm thinking yeah, of. I know. Ghost. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, A Christmas Carol. A Fox, Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, have you ever seen the animated one? I think it came out last year called uh, The Carol. one with Jim Carrey? No, no, no. It's animated. Claws. Claws. It's called Claws. Oh, dude. I on saw Netflix. one with fucking Mel Gibson, bro. The I saw Batman, it. dude. I will not watch that. I saw like two of the scenes on YouTube and I was like, this is like the craziest fucking movie I've ever seen. We should probably watch it just for funsies. I feel like we we owe it to people because they're not going to. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. What if it's a Christmas favorite? Fuck, that's what I should have picked. Yeah. Mel Gibson in The Fat Man. Yeah, it, it looks insane. Walter Goggins is a in fucking it. Mel Gibson is insane now. Yes, he is. I heard they're trying Lethal Weapon 5. If that happens, I'll go see it. Yeah. It, only if he gets Danny Glover back on board. They could both got to be getting up there, though. Oh, yeah, they're both old. Super old. They should, like, they be are retired. They for this shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should be retired. Like, and even if they were train, real cops. Like, new, new, new guys on the force. 
And they just keep fucking up. That's to be the title of the movie, Lethal Weapon 5, Not So Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Lethal Weapon 5, they really are too old for this. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Half the movie is just them running errands. Like <laughs> Mel Gibson, like doing calisthenics in a pool. Right. This helps with my back, Raj. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, they go to the they go to the karaoke place where they go every year, and they do Run DMC's um, Christmas in Queens, right? And I love it. Uh, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Is it? Yeah, for sure. And DMX singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I could listen to that shit all day long. I don't think I've heard that, but I'll have to listen what? to it. Oh, bro, you're tripping. You got to do that. Yeah. Treat yourself. Treat myself. Treat yourself. I'm bro. always down for DMX, so. For real. R.I.P., dude. Um, But this is where one of the, my favorite scenes happens, because Seth Rogen goes into the bathroom. Yeah, because he's tripping hard on shrooms. Yeah, he's shrooms. Tripping, tripping on shrooms, and then he's like, I need to balance it out with some coke. So he starts doing fucking coke, which I couldn't imagine what this feels like mentally. Um, I've only... I've only done shrooms once yeah. and I didn't have the best experience on it. So I'm probably not the one to talk about that, but I've, and I've also done the other and, uh, had better time with that, but <laughs> <laughs> never done them together. So right. You're right. I couldn't imagine. He would be a fucking wreck either way. Yeah. And he does a good job of portraying this. So he does it. And then he's like, I'm, I, I'm thinking clear now. I, I need to tell my future self what, what, What's what, really what happening right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he records this message it's about how much he message. hates the baby and needs yeah. to get rid of it, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Did you call our baby a cunt? <laughs> leave Fuck this you. baby in a fucking bag. Just leave it. <laughs> Fuck you, baby. <laughs> I I thought it was gold. It was fucking hilarious, and that's where he meets up with a uh, Mindy, Mindy Kayleen, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Let me get you a drink." He starts having a massive nosebleed. Yeah, and it, bleeds in her drink. She's like, it tastes like pennies. <laughs> like, oh, maybe so, vodka. so fucking disgusting. Did you bleed in my fucking drink? <laughs> Why is that gross? It's really fucking gross. <laughs> I love her. She's hilarious. I love her and everything. And uh, she ends up taking his phone. Right. And then he gets his. And then James Franco's texting him. Throughout the movie. Later in the movie, yeah. Later in the movie. <laughs> uh, this is where you meet a uh, old girl that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's love interest. Right. And the she, one he broke up with because he could, didn't want to grow up. And, you know, like, that's hard to believe, man, because she really was, like, as far as movie chicks go, she seemed super chill. Like, he even says it a couple times, and, like, she handles all his bullshit relatively well. Right. Because he kind of fucks up throughout the movie, too, like trying to get her back and stuff like that. You know, I can I can say, like, girls can take a lot of bullshit. If they love you. Yeah, right. That's sure. what I'm saying. My yeah. wife, me and my wife were talking about that the other day. We went and played pool. Mm. And uh, she's like, all the red flags you gave me, I should have known. Like, they should have been reasons for me not to fucking. Because, like, I left her at a bar one time. Um, it's just, I was just being shitty. Because mm. I don't like you. Like. Joseph Gordon Levitt. I didn't want to grow up. Right. So, uh, but yeah, she stuck around. Like, she's a trooper. So, girls do. If they love you, they'll stick around. Yeah, I've always. For a, for a certain extent, but that, you can take it said. too far. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. A woman will do anything for you until she doesn't love you anymore. Right. And once you break that, that shit's over with. Like, you can do anything in the world. When they're done, they're done. And, uh, but even then, she seemed like she really did love him because she was, you know, entertaining that. But uh, so they have their little moment, and then meanwhile, Anthony Mackie's um, tagging this chick who's which I love her coat, bro. Her coat, I didn't even think about it. Her coat is just like the Grinch, man. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's green and it's got puffy wrists and neck <laughs> and a hood, so she's meant to look like a real life Grinch, and it's awesome because it just plays into it, you know. Right. She bats like she's like a mega fan, mm-hmm. and you know he wants to hit that shit, so it's got a good funny scene while, while they're fucking in the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> He's sitting on the toilet, and she's straddled on. Him. She's like, "Now take a shit." He's like, "What?" <laughs> fucking hilarious that's what i admit by like there's just these little jokes throughout the movie you didn't that, pick up on the first time right yeah. it's just fucking gold seth rogan has about 10 of them mm-hmm. he just drops them 
It's great. But anyways. Oh, I love the I love the limo driver too. Oh, limo gr- driver's great. He's like got this very tidy part, but he makes the best out of it. He like, does. I have never. I feel like I've ever seen this guy do anything else since then. But like, he was actually funny as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm fucking Joseph. I uh, just watched the video, man. It's great. He's like, wow, I just posted that. That's fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best, C Rock. <laughs> They're like, all right, we're going to put this up now. <laughs> he just rolls up the window on him. The wolf talking. Uh, he's like, I'm doing the, the, doing the hang loose thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're my boy, you'll run this fucking light. I'm your boy. I'm your boy. <laughs> he's like, get hit by the fucking semi. Oh, I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. He made the best out of his five minutes. He did. Uh, anyways. But. So the girl takes the weed. That was the whole thing. Yeah. And then he runs into her later on when they're dropping food Oh, it's off. one of my favorite lines. She home alone me. <laughs> Where the fuck did she get legit micro machines at? Right. Dude? She pulled them shits out of 1992 <laughs> and threw them shits onto the grounds for him to trip on. <laughs> she home alone me. And she does the wet bandits from Home Alone. Too. Yeah, that's she what she was saying. She's, hand in the salvation she's like, Army. I'm doing the essence of all my favorite Hans Gruber, the fucking bad guys. Right. And uh, she, like I said, she does a great little thing. She does. They have a good chase. And, you know, he's an NFL athlete, so he's he can fucking keep up with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does the cool ass, like, Chris Angel off of the off of the top of the building into a bunch of trash i hate when they do that in movies because it's so unrealistic because it's not like those trash bags are full of cotton they're full of trash wood possibly hazardous materials yeah like shit that's gonna fucking kill you and they always do that in movies so please if you're ever thinking about doing this don't do it because it's like incredibly dangerous <laughs> oh it'll be people try but uh <laughs> that's pretty high too it was like yeah, 12 stories. Story, yeah, it, was, it was up there. Um, well, I mean, we kind of took a laugh at realism when when Michael Shannon grows fucking wings and takes off, you know? So, I don't know. <laughs> when you look at the whole thing, it doesn't seem I mean, that, I guess, that crazy, but, but, but I've seen, I get, I I've get seen people saying. do this in movies countless times, so. Countless times? Yeah, countless. I can't even count them all. Some of the things that John McClane does, you wonder how he could live through. Right. He's just a normal guy. Mainly, I'm talking about the second one when he shoots out of the, uses the ejector seat. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. That's why I like the fourth one, because it kind of throws all logic out the window and just does cool shit, like throwing a car at a helicopter. Oh, my God. I th- still think that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, in the same. Like, I don't care you if that's not a real. a car with a helicopter. <laughs> Have you done that before? Nah, never that. <laughs> That really kept that franchise. Like, I really thought after how great the fourth one was, that good today, good day to die. You hear something crazy? What? I saw the first one, the fourth one first. Did you? Yeah. And then I went back and watched the other Diehards. For some reason, I never got around to watching Die Hard, but Die Hard 4 came out. And this is back when I just. We were like in school. Yeah. yeah, And I just bought movies from Walmart whenever they released new movies. And I was like, I really enjoyed this. This was fun. So I went back and watched the others. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's because my dad loved Die Hard, so that's why I'd seen them all. My dad wasn't a Die Hard fan. He liked Bruce Willis, but he watched his like off movies, yeah. like uh, Fifth Element and stuff like that. I fucking love Fifth Element. So good. Shout out to Steve-O. Steve-O loves Fifth Element, too. It's such a good Corbin, movie. Corbin Dallas. <laughs> he does that shit really funny. Um, but apparently Bruce Willis did a new movie that's kind of like Fifth Element, but it's awful. Oh, I can imagine. He yeah. does a lot of B movies now. You'd think he's hurting for money or something. No, like, yeah, I think he's just like he just like just like the movie. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, I don't think he turns down checks. He puts in like as little effort as he can to just get a paycheck because his name is worth how much money? Obviously, yeah. If he's taking these things. Like just having his name on your movie is a pay a good paycheck. I'm trying to think of the last big one he did. It's been expendable. A well, he was he wasn't in the third one. Because he wanted, but he was supposed to be. He wanted five million for a day's worth of shooting. Yeah. Stallone said, "Are you fucking high?" Right. <laughs> like, I gotta pay all these make, other. I'm people. not making that off of this shit. <laughs> like, he's like, "You think I can afford a John Claude Van Damme, fucking Schwarzenegger, and all your favorite hits of the '80s and '90s and today? If uh, y'all are all wanting top dollar, yeah, right. 
It's supposed to be fun. Like, yeah. we're supposed to be hanging out. Yeah, you'll get paid, but calm down. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, apparently, he was like, yeah, bro, we'll do this shit without you. But, um, yeah, maybe two. Uh, Good Day to Die Hard came out in, like, 2013, I think. Maybe. And But I haven't seen anything after the fourth one, either. Shit, Looper was, like, 2015, something like that. Mm, probably, yeah, somewhere around there. I feel like he's done a couple, but it hasn't been as more, much as it used to be. No, I mean, he does. Oh, all... I know what it was. It was Death Wish. That's the uh, last big right. one he did. Yeah. I like it, but a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I heard it wasn't great. But, but uh, I liked it better than the Charles Bronson one, if I'm being honest, and people love that shit. You're about to lose subscribers saying some shit like that. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I am a, a Bruce Willis fan. Yeah. I've given you tons of Bruce Willis shit. I know. You didn't like uh, the Western I gave you? The gangster western, last man standing. I remember I liked parts of it. I like it. Kind of had like an artsy feel to it, you yeah. know. I just like it because it's like a shoot 'em up. Like it's a western, but they kind of threw like the gangster it, element. It had into a it. weird vibe to it that I kind of liked. There was something about it that had a bit of element that I liked. It's not one of his bigger movies, but no, not at it. all. But there's some. There was something about it that I was like, I kind of dig this. Like, it's not tombstone by any means no, but fuck no. no it's, i would never say that but but it's it's there's something there that i was like ah, it's kind of fun i, I, I kind of enjoyed it it's another one that if i ever found a copy of it i'd get it for you <laughs> right it's one of those movies that like I, i'll throw it on every once in a while just because <laughs> it's nostalgic as weird as that is for me yeah but we all have our weird nostalgia movies yeah and this one the shut the fuck up <laughs> i didn't like the the tone the Giver. That movie. So, uh, so in this movie, they go back to the football player's mom's house because... Yeah, because she stole the weed from him. So, so they're going to get more weed. Which, shout out, they get the Nintendo 64 shout out. Yeah, 007 shout out. Dude, I fucking play GoldenEye to this day. Same. I love it so much. I think um, I played South Park 1 a little more than GoldenEye because it was so fun. Did you ever play the South Park? First person shooter. I did. I did. Where you so the snowballs. dumb. And you peed on them and mm. threw them. So dumb. So much fun. Hard as shit, too. It was. But me and my friends played against each other. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the multiplayer on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, but that was the best part about Goldeneye. Get you all your friends over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to my boy Jordan, uh, the Dadalorian. He uh, he plays Goldeneye on live. Oh, and, does he? And uh, But he doesn't remember any of it. It's yeah. funny because I'm like trying to piece together shit that I remember and help him. It's just funny because it's two old guys trying to remember shit. Like it's, <laughs> That's it's, fucking hilarious. It's pretty funny. I should do a stream of just Banjo-Kazooie. Oh my God, bro. You would get thousands of followers. You think I so? I shit you not, dude. Because I love it. I play it once a year and dude, beat it. People love watching you play old video games. Bro. Really? Because like I used to think when people would watch me play that they were like being smart asses. But you forget that some of these motherfuckers are 12, 13 years old. They right. don't know what a Nintendo is, what a Nintendo, what a it's Sega is. It's such a travesty. And like that's crazy to me, Nintendo bro. 64 is such my childhood. Like, I had a Super Nintendo, I had an NES, but the 64, there was something special about it that really cemented my love for, like, gaming. It's 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 nuts, dude, because, like, like you said, I grew up with the NES, Sega, Mm-hmm. You know, Dreamcast, all that PlayStation. 2. Dreamcast is the only one that I never played. I love Dreamcast. I, I had a Sega, I had a NES, Super NES, but Dreamcast was not. It was a rich person thing until the PlayStation Two came out. I was a Nintendo kid. Yeah, same. Like, we had. Well, I never had a GameCube, but I had the sixty four. Mm-hmm. My friends had GameCube, and really, the only playing we played was Smash. Yeah, people like that. They like the Mario Kart on it. Zelda was pretty good, I heard. That, and I remember everybody liked the Luigi's Mansion, because now my son plays the third one on the Switch all the time. He I play that. the Luigi's Mansion on the DS. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Where you take the flashlight. And- yeah, it's like the same shit. Vacuum, oh, okay. vacuum up the ghost. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's a cash cow. <laughs> Anything Mario related. Oh, 100%. They keep the, mal- they keep the value going. Right. Like, if you go to a flea market, a garage sale anything if anybody has a mario game doesn't matter if it's the shittiest mario game ever made they're gonna want ten dollars more yeah because it's got mario on it right it's probably one of the most marketable characters ever it is and that's why they copyright everyone that does anything mario 
That's why I wanted to watch that watch that eight bit Christmas because that's about the whole thing is these kids want a Nintendo. Is that what that is? Because mm-hmm. we saw it on HBO Max, but we didn't know what the fuck it was. So I've been trying to get my my wife to watch it, but like she's like, I have no interest in that. <laughs> but it looks cool because like I love Nintendo. So. Maybe we'll check it out. So yeah, they're playing Goldeneye, waiting on the Mister Green because he has to come back. It's a nice little weed. scene because Seth Rogen's like, I still can't believe, you know. That you guys talked to me and at that party and everything because they talk about the first time they met mm-hmm. and they were hiding from the cops and um he was like I didn't know that having a tie dye Bob Marley shirt mean you were pothead he's like I just like Bob Marley right. tie dye <laughs> 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 and uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt could play music really good and he was like man we all thought you were gonna be a rock star and shit and uh, Anthony and they were like. You, bro, talking to Anthony Mackie. He's yeah, because like, he was the jock. jock. He's like, you were popular. Like, He's like, honestly, man, he's like, I don't think I would have made it out of that school without you guys because, you know, they kept him grounded. Yeah, that's one thing I like about the uh, the movie is he is the jock, but he's also kind of like a weird guy. Mm-hmm. So he's always battling with being the cool guy, but also being the who he is, really. It's, it's hard in anything like football sports related like anything that you have to show that you're the best that you're mm-hmm. the baddest motherfucker you know what i mean if that makes right any sense. yeah you can't come you, off as a bitch exactly like you can't look soft in front of people right and that is shitty as that is because we all have emotions you know we all have hearts yeah because it know? plays into it later where he uses his phone he's like i got a huge social media and you'll be all over it mm-hmm. kind of thing and they kind of back up so right but the the things that it was like it was all about his sponsorships and mm-hmm. shit but he liked hanging out with these two guys and they were nerds, you know? Right. So. Anyways. So after he meets, uh, they send Joe Rogan out. Or Ooh. not Joe Rogan, Seth Rogan. Sorry. Seth Rogan. Sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> they send Seth Rogan out to meet Mr. Green. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, Christmas Carol. He's like, this uh, He's like this, this weed's fine. Unless you got some shit you need to deal with. And that's when he smokes it. Nope, I'm completely all right, you know? That's a bad trip. And that's what he does like uh He does the finger thing. Oh, 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 his daughter. Yeah, it's his... like the it's like every father of a girl. It's every dad a uh, girl dad's worst fucking nightmare that your daughter. Really the only thing you have to avoid is just be there for her. Give her love and affection and she won't be a stripper slash porn star. No hopefully. That's not the truth. That's not is true. It not the that's truth? not true at all. Because I've met strippers that have told me, like, yeah, my dad knows what I do for a living. He's fine with it. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not fine 100%, with it. 100%. No. I, I could fucking 100% assure you that he is not fine with it. But he's had told himself, if I'm not fine with it, I won't have a daughter. I won't have a relationship with my exactly. daughter. Exactly. So that's how my, I, now if you ask me, if you said my dad loves me, fuck yeah, he does. Like 1,000%. Okay. But nobody will ever but with be the, happy about but that. But with the internet now, it's like, honestly, if I was a girl, I'd be showing my fucking cooter to everyone. So I can't really blame him. Because it's like... It's kind of one of those things like, yeah, if I'm talking to a, a, a friend that's like, yeah, man, I'm about to start selling pictures of myself to get this money. <laughs> you know, if they're not doing shit with their lives, like, well, well, fuck, girl, what do you got to lose? Right. You know, so as a friend, I might tell somebody that. But Especially like tell my fucking daughter that, you know, fuck no. No. Like, you know what I mean? And it's crazy how many people. Never mind. I won't even talk about that. It's just like a thing. Like, you know, I respect all women because of that having a daughter like i said fucked a lot of stuff up yeah. for me as a misogynist right you know? <laughs> like you just porn just isn't the same it's not bro strip clubs <laughs> aren't the same anymore i'm just like bro what the fuck do who, who what wrong in your life girl right what did your father do or was not there <laughs> yeah like, you know what i mean like you wonder about that shit and you just sit there like i just have this like image of you getting vip lap dances and you having like a sit to uh, talk a one-on-one with this fucking girl like what happened dude for Where's real your dad the last time i went to the strip club like i was i left after like 20 minutes i was like let's go this is stupid because <laughs> it is like you go in there and you waste fucking money for nothing right? yeah blue balls and i just don't understand because like you know these poor women have to just go in there and get that shit yeah and, like, they don't like you <laughs> They I like they like you. They don't like you. You, you know? think strippers like you too? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a great line. I love that line. <laughs> but yeah. So. I had a stripper get me with a line one time. Did she? Yeah. She was on the, uh, she was on the pole doing her thing. She got on all fours. She walked over. She's like, you're cute. I was like, oh, we're going to the VIP right now. 
<laughs> just like call it UQ. Hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was good. She was good. She was good at her job. She was. Um, I got some uh, showgirls shorts to go with it. I don't know what happened to those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a bad vibe, but... Uh, and like, like I said, like that's every dude's nightmare. That's and then like old girl sells it way too well. Mm-hmm. Pop that pussy. Pop that. I'm like, oh my god, dude. No, she's like, pop your peach. Pop your pop your fucking pussy. I was like, oh my god. You don't have to, honey. You don't have to pop your. You don't like, pop your pussy. It's completely fucked. Like, she's raining her with money. That's it. That's it. That's mommy's girl. I was like, oh my god, bro. <laughs> I would fucking die. And that's what he's like. Comes look, back. Look at my finger. Look at my finger. Give me a hundred dollars. Get the fuck, fuck out, out of my car. car. <laughs> no, that's what it was with Anthony Mackey's that I forgot to say, but I love that line too. And he's like, I'm glad to see you kids are still hanging out, man. Smoking pot. You know what I just realized? I'm really proud of y'all. <laughs> and that's when I realized, you know what? Michael Shannon's just that fucking guy. He's cool as shit. He's amazing. I'm so glad we did uh, Nocturnal Animals. He was my favorite. The best part of that show, or movie, rather. For sure. As much as I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I hate him in that movie. I hate him in that (laughs) movie. He's a bitch. I really do. I hate him in that one and the spider movie. Spider movie. (laughs) Enemy. That's right. I love Enemy. He was great Mysterio, though. Yeah. Um, But yeah. uh, So they go up. And they're gonna have dinner because he accidentally wake his mom up. Yeah, because so she wants to make him got, food. Uh, old girl's phone. Right, and this is when the dick, the right. dick pics ensue because <laughs> he thinks he still has his phone. Right. <laughs> He's like, "Is this the guy from work?" <laughs> so that's a good looking dick. <laughs> you want to suck it? <laughs> or I've you never got, sucked a dick? Before. I've never sucked a dick before. You're going to tonight, <laughs> ladies like, and gentlemen. <laughs> Guess I'm sucking my first dick tonight. <laughs> Isaac, this is the Isaac Greenberg. Isaac Greenberg sucking his first dick tonight. <laughs> I fucking died laughing. My favorite part is when he shows it to Jesse Gordon Levy. He's like, Are you gay? <laughs> He's rubbing his arm, dude. And that's one of the, that's like I said, that's one of the little jokes I didn't pick up on the first time I watched. He starts rubbing his arm and he's so fucked up on drugs. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you like that? Yeah, just calm down, buddy. It's okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. He's like, that boy needs Jesus. He needs some. <laughs> I love the lady that played Anthony Mackie's mom. She, she had a lot of heart in her part, too. Right. And, uh, I love the uh I loved how everybody's story wrapped up. I yeah. know I'm not I'm not trying to jump ahead too much, but I did think that that's like one of the biggest things about a Christmas movie to me. Not every movie has to have that good ending. Mm-hmm. But to me for it to be a good Christmas movie, shit got to work out. It has to. That's what I was saying on like Bad Santa. It's still like a sweet movie. Right. Like it wraps everything up nicely. As best as it can. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, that's my whole thing. And same thing with Jingle All the Way and, and Harold and Kumar. And it does not matter what it is. If that shit don't have a happy You ending, have to put a bow on it. Yeah. Exactly. Then why are we doing this? Right. You know what I mean? Because it defeats the whole purpose of the Christmas spirit. I less unless you're watching Black Christmas. Well, that's what I said. And that's my biggest beef with horror Christmas movies. It's mm-hmm. like, I get it. It's something that not a lot of people do. And it's still kind of like a, a genre that hasn't been beat to death yet. But it's getting there. I have to say, though, I watched Black Christmas for the first time last year. It is so good. The original. Yeah. Because I tried to watch the new one and it's garbage. But the the original Black Christmas is so good. That was like the Krampus movie. Like, really? I've never seen a Krampus movie. I don't know what it's about. Dude, it just looks like this big old beast type deal. Just murdering people, man. I don't, I don't care about that. You know what the last horror Christmas movie I saw that I didn't hate completely? Mm-hmm. And it's still cheese. What? Jack Frost. Oh, I forgot. Not the about- Michael Keaton one. The one about the killer. You watched that? It's a serial killer. <sighs> Snowman. Yeah. Yep. It was a C- it was a Cinemax <laughs> late night watch when I was probably like 13 or 14. You know what? I know we're not going to remember this, but next year we should do Christmas movies that we wouldn't watch. Mm. Like horror. We should do horror Christmas next year. Yeah. Like do different. all the horror Christmas movies. Like Bright Christmas, Jack Frost. We could do that. That would be fun. 
do different. Because I'm still in the wife. I kind of want to keep the Christmas thing because it's just fun. Like, we're always watching Christmas movies anyway. Why not talk about them? Yeah. You know what I really was thinking about? And I didn't know how long they were because I don't remember. But, like, I love the the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, like, the Island of Misfit Toys and shit. Yeah. Like, the claymation ones. It's I love those so movies. old, though. I know. You know what I mean? And I was like, hey, I don't know if we could do a whole episode about that. Yeah, but, there's not a whole lot to say. Right. That's the only thing. I love the animated Frosty the Snowman movie, you know, and the Peanuts, all that shit. Right. Charlie Brown and the little Christmas tree and all that. I do like, uh, I did like that one. I watched those with the kids. That's why I said. I used to watch it when I was younger. I don't really watch it anymore. But all Christmas movies have to have that good ending. And like, that's the good thing about this one. It it makes you wonder a few times and you're like, wow, I don't know if this we're going to get that ending. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know if this podcast is going to end. We're over an hour and we've barely talked about this movie. Did we really? Yeah. See, I knew this was going to be a problem because like, it's just a good one. <laughs> um, well, we're, we're, we're working through our plot. We're almost towards the climax. Yeah. Third act, you know? Right. We can wrap it up. Get there. Uh, <laughs> no rush. But uh, so they have the dinner with his mom and she's like, well, you go drop that off. Well, they have the chase scene and all mm-hmm. that. And old boy crashes the car. And they're all like, uh, Anthony Mackie goes to chase her. And he's like, let's not split up, man. Fuck the weed. Fuck yeah. that guy. Like, you're just. So the rookie's like, I need to get my phone. I need to get my phone. He's like, well, well, she'll be at the party. Like, you don't have to leave. You can stay with me and we'll get the phone. Right. Well, he leaves. And then. And there is a one part that I like that I forgot about is whenever uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett's character shit talks the these Santas. Santas. I forgot about this part completely. I was like, oh, yeah. It is a good, funny little part. Yeah. And he's like. I'm a third grade teacher. I shaped the young minds of this country, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> they beat the shit out of they him. They fuck him up. Um, but I get it. They were being... still this little bitch sucker punch me. <laughs> I, you know what? That feels like something else. <laughs> He's like analyzing him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like this is uh, about something else. It's this is not, about this, this and only this. <laughs> I don't even want to hit you, man. <laughs> He's like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good scene they kind of sober him up a little bit right um and they all end up meeting on the train seth rogan has a good part uh being fucked up he goes t- to find the phone and he doesn't find it he finds his wife and mm-hmm. she tells him to like get the fuck out of there before oh my god i fucking it. love this part whenever he's talking to the nativity scene yeah i fucking lost my shit i was like Hi, what the spencer fuck? <laughs> So good. I love your dog. And then they go into the church to have midnight mass, and he like Throws needs to up. throw up. Well, the little baby too. He's oh like, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't hiss at the baby. <laughs> Who's that? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Do they think we did that to him? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then he's she's she's like, can he? Can they tell that I'm Jewish? She's like, yeah. He's like, how? Sweater. Your sweater? Well, shit. <laughs> He does it like three times. It's he hilarious. Does. And then, yeah, he throws up in the fucking church and she's acting like, I cannot uh, believe this is happening right now. Another small joke is like every time it cuts to him, he's like popping another fucking LSD yeah, yeah, tab yeah. or like another drug. Something else. That's hilarious. And uh, so after that, they all meet back up on the train. Right. And they uh, they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rogen and uh, Anthony Mackie need to tell just Gordon Levitt, like, hey, man, you know, it's just, we're getting too old for this shit. We're, right. We got lives Well, it's now. supposed to be their last Christmas. Right. Doing this this kind of tradition. Right. And, um, you know, and Joseph Gordon Levitt told him he got tickets to this party. They finally got it. Mm-hmm. So, on the train, and they're going to the party. And they all get into it real bad on the train. And he's like, Don't take off that sweater. Don't you take off this sweater. Fuck this sweater. <laughs> and he takes it off. And then... I love, uh, it's a small thing when they get off the train, they still go into the party, obviously, together, right. but he throws the fucking sweater back at him, and even though they're, like, super blown at each other, he still puts it, like, ties Yeah, he ties it, it around his waist. You know what I mean? Like, even though I fucking hate you right now, you're still my you're still my brother. Right. You know, and I just think that's a good little bit in that movie. I agree. You'll pick up on. But uh, it just speaks to, like, the realness of these characters. Mm-hmm. So they go to the party, by the way, fucking coolest Hidden Christmas party I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like I want to die entering a party this way. Dude. Like this is like bucket list goals right here. 
<laughs> want to go to a party where I have to tie, where I have to ride a tiny train through a tunnel of lights into a fucking room and bitches dancing in slow globes. Yeah, right. I need that in my life. Yeah. Yes, by far the coolest entrance ever. They're hanging out, and Justin Gordon-Levitt runs into Miley Cyrus. I forgot she was in this movie. She had a good little cameo, dude. It's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. funny. I and, actually like uh, Miley. Oh, I love her music. Um, she's a little weird, but... That's, that's what I like about her. She's very, like, rock star in the pop light. I like her dad. Big, Billy Ray? I'm a big, achy, breaky guy, man. <laughs> I keep telling my dad, I was like... The reason I know the words to Aggie Marie Hart is because you played it constantly when we were kids. He's like, no, it was Seminole Winds. I was like, no, it was Aggie Marie Hart, motherfucker. <laughs> and he will not fucking let that shit go. My grandma bought that, bought the music video on VHS for me, and oh, I yeah. watched it fucking on repeat at her house. Aggie Marie Hart? Yeah, I was it's like such four, an dude. awful song. Yeah, I was like four years old. It was like the first song I remember liking. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, hate I grew Aiky a mullet. Break. I grew a mullet because of that song. I mean, we all grew mullets, but that's because we lived in Central Florida. <laughs> this is true. So, anyways, he uh, Miley Cyrus like he wants her to give her like a shout out, but he's like, "I'm not doing that shit. Uh, you need to propose. Like it's Christmas magic in the air. Go right. big or go home, bitch." And he's like, "All right, all right, fuck it, I'll you know," because he's fucked up and he's like trying to get this girl back because mm-hmm. he does love her. So he's going to do this straight marriage, like proposal. Anthony Mackie goes and uh, finds his, his quarterback. And, you know, it's like where he feels like he's supposed to be, you know, because he's mad, still mad at them. And then Seth Rogen meets up with Mindy and gets his phone back. And then that's when James Franco pops up. Yes. And I love this part. <laughs> love that beard. <laughs> Carpet messenger. <laughs> It does. I have a huge bush. You saw, you saw my dick? <laughs> That's a good looking dick, man. <laughs> Which it really does speak to like how good of friends they are in yeah. real life. Well, were, you know. Well, like we talked about before, I think they're still friends, just not publicly. No, no. Well, at least one of them isn't. Says, yeah, publicly, yeah, fuck you, bro. Yeah. Can't do this anymore. Yeah, and then they drives over to his house like, man. <laughs> You're killing me, James. Yeah, right. People still ask me if we're talking. Like you're embarrassing me, but uh, yeah, because they've known each other for a long time, you know, freaks and geeks and shit. But anyways, so they have that part, and then uh, Justin Gordon Levitt goes out with Miley Cyrus and butchers a wrecking ball, and then she does the little singing. I like that too. She's like trying to hype him up. <laughs> Miley Cyrus is like the world's best hype man. Yeah, like, right. If you want to get a chick. To go home with you, just get Miley to help you out. Hundred percent, hundred percent, getting that done. Um, Seth Rogen's on more drugs and ends up getting into a, a getting altercation into with the fucking football team. And I didn't like how they did they ganged up on Anthony Mackie because like that's how he realized that these were his real they weren't his real friends. That right, these two guys are. Um, because they see the video and they're like, look at these motherfuckers you're hanging out with, bro. You're almost as white as them. I can't tell the difference. And mm-hmm. Like, that's shitty. You know? It is pretty shitty. Um, but that's kind of people, I'm sure they are. I'm not saying all athletes are like that. No, no, no. Shitty, I'm just saying I mean, those shitty are. Shitty people are everywhere. But yeah. anyways. Um, but he said, like, like you said, they refer to the quarterback as Messiah. Mm-hmm. And then Seth, and Seth Rogen stabs him through the hand. Yes. With a glass. He, he fucking. I did it again. <laughs> It was so good. Well, it's funny because he's talking about how big of a fan he is. He's like, you saved my fantasy team, man. <laughs> like all the shit. And then he trips and like fucking stabs. Well, he is a running joke. He's like, we didn't do that to Jesus. And then he does it to the Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's, pretty funny. The Jew stabbed the Messiah. And then he looks down and he's like, I know I'm Jewish. And then it's the sweater gig again. Yeah. Anthony Mackie pulls out his phone. He's like, I got the world's biggest phone, motherfucker. I got 400,000. How many of y'all follow C-Rob in here? Everyone raises their hand. Yep. So they get out of there. And uh, the ra- I love that the security's dressed like reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck these reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Gordon-Levitt goes up to the roof because obviously old girl's like, I didn't want to embarrass the shit out of you. And I love Miley Cyrus. He's like, I couldn't, I couldn't upset Miley. Of course I said yes. But I don't want to marry you. Right. So you thinking like we've seen the dark days, you know, like this is this is not gonna be a good Christmas movie because they're not gonna get that happy. Mm-hmm. 
So he's on the roof and Mr. Green shows up and he's like, how'd you get out here? You know, he's like, you've been everywhere tonight. He's like, this is my party. He's like, yeah, okay. He's like, it is. It's my cousin's warehouse. Started off with just sleigh bells and a bowl of punch. Yeah. He's like, I thought it would be cool to throw a party where no one knew who, who put it together. And he's Which like, is something I feel like you would do. No, you would tell everyone this is your party. Yeah. I do like that idea, though, you know, of getting into a party like that. Yeah. Like, that would be cool shit. Some James Bond shit. Right. But, I'm talking about you throwing your own party. I mean, I could probably throw a decent party, but uh-huh. you're right. I do want the attention to be on me. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I'm the kind of person where it's like, I want to throw a dope ass party. But I don't want anyone to know I did it. Yeah, like if you did that, I would tell people it was my party. Yeah, like, there you go. That's the that's the guy I <laughs> to fully take credit for this. This party's amazing. Best one I've ever been to. Yeah, dude, I threw it. Yeah. That's yeah, it's me. <laughs> but, um and he's like, I always thought he's like the little train at the beginning. He's like, That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that. He's like, little... I thought it would be so cool if you had a fucking train come into a party with a tunnel of lights. Tunnel he's like, lights. that that's new this year. He's like, That's what that was my doing. Yeah. Um, and he gives them the nostalgia weed, the, mm-hmm. the weed of Christmas past, you know, because you got to get it in there. And it flashes back to the first when they Christmas. first when they first had a. And it's a sweet mo- moment. It's pretty sweet, and it does speak to the real meaning of this movie, which is you know friendship, you know family. They're just because we're not blood related doesn't yeah. mean that we aren't family. Friends are as close as family, and right? And, it, and it's a beautiful moment. And he comes back, and he cuts back to. Seth Rogen and uh, Anthony Mackie getting their ass beat by security trying right. to find him. They're like, we're not leaving him. We're not leaving until we find him, you know? And he's like, guys, I'm up here. And then they go back down. Mm-hmm. They're having a good moment, and that's where I brought it up earlier that Seth Rogen says it's hard to stay close with people when you have too much of your own shit going on. Right. And it's true. It is hard. Yeah, you know? I've lost a lot of friends, but at the same time, I've gained a lot of friends. And I've kept the... People, I feel like I heard a quote by somebody, I forgot who it was, but it said, you'll never lose anybody that you're not supposed to. Right. You know what I mean? If they But are, there's also, I heard a quote like, some people are only meant to be in your life for a certain moment. Right. Their season. Yeah. They, they're, they're not they, they serve their purpose and they you yeah. move on. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't learn something off of people. Right. Or like you shouldn't make friends at all. But yeah. I'm just saying like, I feel like if somebody's meant to be in your life like that, they're going to be in your life. Right. You know? There are people that it wouldn't matter if they were like, fuck you, I hate you, whatever. I'm still going to call you up and be like, hey, let me know when you're not mad at me. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And that's what I love about this. And that's what redeems it. And that's why uh, when you wanted to know my rating for Christmas movies, is it in going into the rotation? Yeah. This is going into the rotation. Hell yeah. From now on. Nice. It's it's like you said, uh I like it more than Harold and Harold and Kumar Christmas because mm-hmm. that's a buddy Christmas movie. And but it's more silly. It's not trying to say a message. It's just being funny to be funny. But this one has like that nice bow on it. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I said in the acting and just the whole cast in general. Mm-hmm. It's got a great you know vibe to it, and it's just a fun movie. You're right. And uh, so they think that Seth Rogen's wife's going to be having a baby. They get there. It's just a false alarm. Right. That he shows her the video, video. and she's like, well, I'm glad that, you know, I feel better now because now I know that you're, you're not freaking out. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm your rock. Cause you know, that's another thing, you know, my wife is the reason why I got through everything because when for women, I know they carry the child. So like it's different, but their maternal instincts kick in and I'm telling you, man, they, they, they are the real MVPs. Moms (laughs) are everywhere. You know, dads, we get a lot of credit for shit. And I'm not saying I don't do things for my kids, but not like a mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a different connection there. I love my dad and I love my mom, but my mom is, that's your heart. You know what I'm saying? So, and I love that about Anthony Mackie's mom's character in this movie. Because, you know, he comes out about the steroids and she's like, it's going to be all right. Because she was (laughs) so proud of him and, you know, he hated that, that she always, but that's how, that's how mothers are. They yeah. don't give a fuck if our if our podcast got two views. You know your mom's still going to be one of them. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like your My mom, mom's one, your mom's the other. Exactly. Your mom will always be your biggest fan of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, We didn't talk about it, but she got a park in his name. He's like, there's a bunch yeah. of fucking crackheads out there. She, and then they're going to the clean end, that up, baby. Yeah. But at the end, he's like... 
He's like, I'm sorry, we're going to lose the part. And she's like, fuck that part. It was crack crack ass. Ass. <laughs> And it just shows like, you know what? Your mom is still even through that. Yes. You know, we're going to get through this together because right. I love you. Yeah. You know? And at the end, they're all together. And that's what mm-hmm. I feel Christmas is. Yes. Is everyone putting their bullshit aside and just enjoying each other for one day. Because that's, that's what it's about. You know? yeah. It's about family. It's about- yeah, I know it's stems from Christianity and stuff, but it's like to me evolved into more than that. It's appreciating each other. It could still be a beautiful thing without religion. Yes. If, it, if it doesn't mean that for you. Right. Cause I'm, still be a I'm an atheist holiday. and people give me shit. Like you celebrate Christmas, but you're an atheist. I'm like, I don't celebrate Christmas because of the religious aspects. I celebrate it. I celebrate friends and family. Right. That's what I'm yeah. celebrating. It's the one time a year that people don't actively try to be shitheads. I feel like. Right. hundred you know? percent. And we as humanity need this time of year. Yeah. I, I'm be real. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, but like I said, as my rating goes, it's going into my ro- Christmas rotation. I will be buying it. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm excited that we're uh, wrapping it up. I, I hope this movie that I'm giving you is not. I mean, I remember it. I liked it. It was funny. I hope it's still that good. Yeah. Because I have only seen it once. Well, Jason Bateman usually brings it. So. Right. And I love Jennifer Aniston, too. Yeah. And I like T.J. Miller. So I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I have high hopes for it. So, But it's off its Christmas party, and that's going to wrap up the Christmas wonderland of um, decking of halls of magical (laughs) sleigh rides of cinema. Right. That's what I should have (laughs) put. I should have wrote some of that shit down. That's what it was. Because we could have just added another Christmas phrase in there every every, every episode. Well, I only have the one up, so I probably can. Oh, well, shit. There you go, dude. <laughs> yeah, we've been busting these out right before Christmas, so. Well, I did, I, well, that's why we talked about it. Like, you know, get them in there. That way you're not having to put them out. And like, if we can't, because we're not, obviously, you're not going to be able to get together on Christmas. Yeah. So, and my anniversary is on New Year's, so. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You got married on New Year's? Yeah, bro, because I didn't want to pay taxes. So What? Well, I was going to get... I was selecting that year, so <laughs> I made a lot of money. They were going <laughs> to take a lot of it if I wasn't married. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so... Tax exempt. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... It is... Like, y'all never have to worry about forgetting it. <laughs> this is true. Unlike mine is uh, February 27th. 25th 2017 yeah okay yeah that's it awkward number no i mean uh you know what would be cool i just thought about like if you got married on a leap day right you know what i mean so you only have like an anniversary every four years (laughs) your wife would hate that there's got to be somebody out there that did that oh yeah for sure or if you're born on that day yeah that's cool you know, are you technically like a dog like you only (laughs) get one year older every four years i wonder how that works I mean, you, I would assume your birthday just becomes March 1st or... You think so? I mean, what else could you do? Legally? I mean, yeah, if you want to celebrate it, I would imagine. <laughs> well, I mean, you could celebrate it, but I'm talking about legally. Like, how does that work? Like, Well, I mean, they still have to give you a birth certificate on the day you're born. So yeah. It's just a day that only exists every four years. <laughs> it's There's got to be people out there. That, oh, that I'm sure there is, but... I don't know. I, that's a, that's funny though, because I guess you would just March first would be your birthday. I don't know. <laughs> just round it up or round down. Yeah. I mean, if you're a little antsy, I guess you can go February twenty eighth. <laughs> yeah, being born on a holiday, personally, like I mean, I think it's a little overrated. And my mother's born on Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna say I've heard a lot of people born on Christmas are like, it sucks because you got to get gypped. Like, yeah, that's why I always like my birthday where it's at because I still get a full gift, full things a gift for my birthday. My and then you still get Christmas. My mom and dad's birthday is the thirteenth of December, the seventeenth of December. See, you're fucked if your birthday is anything in Christmas. You're yeah, you right. I mean? it it's so December. close to Christmas. Exactly. I can I actually forgot about their birthdays. I can already hear a parent saying, "Oh, I didn't get you a lot for your birthday because Christmas is right around the corner." And no. It's just like, fuck that. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm glad mine's in August. It's see, that's perfect. Far enough that. away. That's a perfect amount of time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like if you got a birthday anywhere in the month of December, you're getting gypped <laughs> on gifts. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good movie and I like the way it wraps up. Yeah. 
Tracy uh, goes out, and then you know Michael Shannon's just sitting on the couch. He did. Oh, we didn't mention Michael Shannon turns into an angel because he. I believe I've earned these. Yeah, he got his angel wings. Flies off because I guess he did a good deed. Well, I think he was kind of like old boy in the Christmas Carol with Mm -hmm. the chains, right? Like he's bound to, you know, show people the error of their ways until he's proved himself. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's not real. I don't know why they added it. It's honestly. cheesy. You didn't really need it. Yeah. You didn't really need it at all. You, you kind of got the gist after the last one with him and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Right. And you could have just had him uh, kind of vanish into like Christmas magic or something. Yeah. He like, turned into like the snow. wings kind of, you know, super cheesy. Yeah. But it's also like the, they, they have a tendency to do that. Um, What was it? The end movie? This is the end mm. where they had fucking Satan walking around in fucking Los Angeles. Like, it's so cheesy. That wasn't Satan. It was just a giant a demon. demon. Yeah. A demon dick. Yeah. Docking over skyscrapers. <laughs> that movie is probably just like, I don't know, man. I love that movie so much. It is hilarious. It's just hilarious. And the fact that only, only good friends can make that movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Like. You can't get a bunch of strangers together right. to you gotta make those chemistry. jokes. You got to have chemistry. Like. They got to all know each other like that. Mm-hmm. It shows in that movie. Because I'm sure half of that shit was just like, you know what would be funny, bro? We should do it like <laughs> exactly. this. We should do it like that. Yeah, that's how they wrote the script. They take those digs at each other like you know that they do in everyday life. Like, it's okay, guys. I think the fucking Green Goblin can afford more bacon. Like, <laughs> it just feels like something Danny McBride would really say to you. Well, and also Danny McBride just being a piece of shit and always <laughs> calling him out on it. <laughs> Fuck you, McBride. Franco, that shit feels real, dude. right? It does. And when he's like, "We should remake all of our, we should we do sequels to all of our movies." Not your highness, like you can tell Franco meant that shit. Like I never do that dumb shit. Again. I forgot to uh, mention, I got a movie. That's what the uh, you were talking about Instagram. What did I upload? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a movie. Yeah, because we were talking about it so much on the last podcast. I'm like, I gotta get this movie. It was like ten bucks, but. Dude, that's a better edition, dude. I got the old school, the flat. Oh, did you? Flap cover. Uh, Yeah, fuck that. Death to Smoochie. Beautiful movie, bro. I can't wait to do that. I don't know why I didn't have this, but. Can we make that the first movie of 2022? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I love that movie, man. It is by far one of the most underrated Robin Williams. You can use it as your pick. Okay. Because I have a line set up. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. A line of movies ready to go. Okay. So, yeah. Now that I have it, Death to Smoochie, I do want to do this on the podcast because I, I, such a good fucking, movie. so underrated. Nobody talks about this enough. I agree, but yes. Anyway, that's what it was. Well, you said we were getting a little long, so I'm ready to wrap it. <laughs> All right. Well, so on the we next next week, right? Yeah. yeah, the Office Space movie. It's not Christmas. Office space, it's Office Christmas Party, bro. Office Christmas Party. I know what it, uh, old title I was butchering. What we used to do a lot What's was that? the fucking murder party, dude. I was like, I just kept saying like the murder, the murder this murder year. mysteries. I kept calling it that, and that's the one with Adam Sandler. Yeah, no, that one's yeah, that one's murder mystery. And yeah, I kept calling that one. This one's gonna mystery. be hard to remember. Office Christmas Party. Yes. I'm gonna butcher it a few more times, that's but. Fine. That's going to be the next one on this podcast. So running bit. Right. Until then. Later, (laughs) y'all. Later.